0: Welcome to Fertility Now. I'm really happy to have Dr. Elaine Mallon on today's episode. Dr. Elaine Mallon is a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. She is a licensed acupuncturist and certified herbalist who has worked with us at Army of Connecticut for over eight years. She has specialized training and experience in women's health issues, including fertility and pregnancy, as well as treating our patients with anxiety, stress, and physical manifestations. So, You know, many of our patients are interested in doing acupuncture during their fertility journey. Elaine and I really on this podcast want to introduce acupuncture as an option. Hi Elaine, how are you doing?
1: Good morning, I'm delighted to be here. Thanks Dr. Richland.
0: Thanks so much for having, uh, for being on. Um, I know you had a long day already taking care of our patients today who did their embryo transfers. So thanks for giving us a minute. I thought I would start out the podcast and ask you a difficult kind of open-ended question. What do you? How do you see acupuncture? What is it? And what does it do to the body?
1: <laughs> that is a complicated question, so I'll try and um, be short and sweet about it. So acupuncture is a system of medicine, and it's a way of helping the body um, heal itself stimulating blood flow, helping locally and systemically dealing with pain and improving that. We're able to bring the nervous system into homeostasis, and that's just a fancy word for saying imbalance, so that you're not producing fight or flight hormones um, and stress hormones, and you're more producing the feel-good hormones that you produce naturally. Acupuncture also helps Um, produce uh, ATP, which is the uh, energy that the cells use. And you want your cells being very energetic to do what they do. They're very busy in the body.
0: It's kind of like chi balance. You want to get them into their best balance to open up all these, like you said, endorphins and get them in a center place where they're feeling good.
1: Right. Chinese medicine and biomedicine are aiming for the same thing. Homeostasis, you know, balance. We want you... Um, everything working like a well-oiled machine. And when you have one part or several parts that are out of whack, then the whole motor doesn't run. Um, Sometimes I like to think of it like uh, a terrarium, you know, and if you have a little bit too much moisture, then things don't grow properly or they grow too much. (laughs) You have mold in your soil. So um, I like to think of it like that. The body is its own ecosystem and we're trying to keep everything working optimally and in harmony with each other um, to have you be your optimal best.
0: So you're really trying to get everybody kind of in the center and get really balanced. Right, right. You know, all of our patients hear about meridians, (laughs) and and they probably ask you about meridians and doing acupuncture-specific meridians. What's your take on that?
1: Um, the meridians are a great concept. You know, when you're talking about the biomechanics of the body, um, sometimes you have to use um, imagery. And a meridian is also known as a channel, and it's an energetic pathway. Right. So we're living beings, both biomechanically and uh, in biomedicine and the Chinese medicine. We're just energy. It's quantum physics. We're just a big ball of energy. That's what makes us alive. Um, meridians are just parts of the... Um, more concentrated areas of that energy. So in a biomedicine system, you're going to have um, the, the, the blood vessels or you're going to have the nerve pathways or you're going to have your hormone pathways, very different pathways and um, just in the body. And in Chinese medicine, the meridians are those pathways. And, you know, they have done some mapping and there is not a one-to-one correspondence, but there is a correlation with Um, sort of the nerve plexus in biomedicine with the Chinese uh, acupuncture meridians. And so I want to offer a little tidbit on that. Sometimes people have done a little Googling around on the Internet, and they say, oh, acupuncture is working with the nerve pathways. And they'll come in and they'll say to me, oh, you're going to needle my nerves or my nerve pathways. Um, if I was needling into your nerves, you'd be hanging off the ceiling. It would not be a pleasant experience.
0: It would really hurt.
1: You, <laughs> it would you'd not like, be good. You, you'd jump. <laughs> so, you know, um, do know that there, there is a little bit of a, a correlation on that, but we are not needling into your nerves. We are not aiming for a nerve sensation. Um, just to clarify something I've heard from, um, you know, a number of patients who've done a little research.
0: Right. So we often do traditional acupuncture here, and also laser acupuncture. And some of my patients ask me kind of in general what the difference is. So how would you explain to our audience traditional versus laser?
1: So traditional, um, as the name implies, has been around for almost 4000 years, and we are using the acupuncture needles, which are um, uh, sterile, single use needles, they are as thin as a hair. Um, the laser acupuncture is a more cutting-edge technique Um, it's been used a little bit more in Europe than it has been here in the States and um, it's very widely used uh, laser acupuncture has been widely used in veterinary for quite some time veterinary acupuncture but more and more research is coming out about using the lasers so the laser we're using near infrared light to stimulate the points in lieu of the needles now, when some people hear laser acupuncture, um, sometimes their experience with lasers is laser hair removal, laser tattoo removal, right. lasers been used at a dermatologist. And that is, those are painful. That's a hot laser. It's a completely different um, frequency and wavelength. Um, ours is a cold laser and it is completely painless that being said it's very effective there's been some really beautiful and promising research on laser acupuncture out there and particularly in the in the fertility field so the difference um, uh, from a practical standpoint when you're having a treatment when you're having a needle treatment um, you would come in we would insert the needles in various points and then you would be still for 25 to 30 minutes um, with the needles remaining in place the sensation um, in a, a you get from a needle acupuncture treatment or any acupuncture treatment actually, um, if you're a person who does yoga, it's that it's that calm but not completely tuned into your surrounding feelings that you get in shavasana, the resting pose at the beginning or the end of a yoga class. Other people can get it from other other activities, but that kind of where you're not really focused on the present. Um, the laser acupuncture um, works similarly. Except that we are, um, the, the laser wand is um, it, uh, most, um, it, it looks kind of like the baton used in track and field. That the, yeah. the, um, the um, athletes are passing back and forth. And the, the circumference of the uh, short end, so a circle about the size of a, a little bigger than a, a quarter, um, we would hold that up to the bodily point for a certain amount of time. And we would move through the uh, acupoints um, in that way, um, and then we would let you rest um, um, for the remaining 25 to 30 30 minutes. You know, the biggest difference is that, of course, you don't have needles, and so you can move if you needed to shift on your side, um, and that is one of the upsides to doing the laser acupuncture um, at the time of transfer. Um, because you you ladies are filling your bladders. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about a laser acupuncture session.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting you talk about laser acupuncture. So we were involved in a really cool clinical study that showed patients who did laser acupuncture before and after transfer um, had a 15% higher implantation rates compared to people who didn't. So when we do acupuncture, would you agree, before and after our embryo transfers here, it's, is it almost always laser acupuncture? Yes.
1: yes. Um, the, the, because the study, the, th- the arm, the study had three arms: no acupuncture, needle acupuncture, laser acupuncture, and the laser acupuncture was the most effective. So, by and large, people um, choose choose to do that. Um, if if you are a person who has been getting needle acupuncture um, and you would prefer that on before and after your transfer, we're happy to do that. What we don't care to do, we have not had a good experience with it is doing needle acupuncture for the first time on someone right before and after their transfer. It's not the time, it's a big day. And um, it's not the time to introduce that modality.
0: Right, like you said, you need more preparation to introduce that. You know, Elaine, a lot of our patients will need or want or want to experiment with acupuncture during different times, you know, in the reproductive journey. Um, And one of the things we always talk about is that patients who do should really utilize acupuncture for more than one session, for many sessions. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's our patients who are using acupuncture for stress relief or general pain issues or getting ready to become pregnant or along with treatments or during IVF stimulation to increase ovarian response. Right. Right and maybe give more blood flow to the ovaries to get a better response to the gonadotropin medications. Let's focus on that one. So our patients who maybe are not great uh, responders to the medications and don't make a ton of follicles, that's someone, for example, we you want to see them more than once. You want to see them right. in advance to really prep their system to have a good response. Can you comment on that?
1: Absolutely. Um, the research bears that out um, uh, uh, as well. Um, indicating that, um, you know, the more often and earlier we can see, the more effect we have. So, um, and um, biomedically, you know, you're born with all the follicles you're going to have. It's 90 days. It's a 90-day biological process for those primordial follicles to be mature enough to be ovulated. So obviously, the more time we have in that 90-day window um, working with you, the more we can work on your cells, work on your mitochondria, try to um, have those um, cells optimized. Um, you know, we're really looking at trying to um, optimize the cellular function in the body so that your your body is doing what it can most efficiently, most productively and optimized. Um, the nice part about that is, you know, it's... Um, it. It's good and it's good for you, I like to say, because not only are we helping you um, progress your goals on the fertility front, I mean, it is relaxing, you know, they are able to measure that and people do really like it. So the more relaxed you are, um, the more you are um, producing those feel good hormones, you're producing the fertility hormones, and you're not spending a lot of your precious energy creating, um, stress hormones and fight or flight hormones, cortisol and adrenaline and all that stuff that your body then has to process out. Um, so it's nice. It's a really, um, really nice way of, um, helping you through what is inherently a stressful process for most people. Yeah.
0: I think you, I think you put it really nicely. It's a process, like you said, taking the medicines to make those follicles grow. So start way in Mm advance, And when you come in for those many times before and during your stimulation, it's relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's a time for you to g- get some good breathing and some good endogenous opioids and good, like you said, to feel good. But also, kind of get those ovaries rolling so that we can get a great response from yeah. them. So, I think as a physician myself, I have to be aware of that and really have our patients know way up front, right,
1: right. to
0: early and often. To do their acupuncture so we can see the full effect on their stimulation
1: and i want to talk a little bit more about that if it's okay so the thing with stress is everybody responds differently to stress so some people come in and they have sleep issues some people come in and they're grinding their teeth to dust some people have headaches neck pain back you know whatever gut issues however stress affects them um, we also adapt your treatment to how it's affecting you individually. And I really want to stress this, particularly the sleep front. Um, I just did a, a, attended a huge um, integrated fertility symposium, and one of the um, themes that ran through many, many presentations was how important sleep is, how important it is having proper amounts of sleep at the proper times, keeping your circadian rhythm um, um, really in tune with where it's supposed to be is for not just your fertility, but your overall body function. And we have to remember, you know, the better your body is, the more optimized your body's function is, the better everything's going to be, not just your fertility. I mean, remember, the end goal is to be pregnant here. So we want you as healthy as you can going into that pregnancy. um
0: Very important. So that makes me think about the next idea. So when you meet a patient at a first visit, so one of our navigators, one of our physicians, one of our nurses has reached out to one of our patients and say, hey, listen, you should be doing acupuncture, try this. You want to know a lot about your new patient. And so you and I have talked about this. You just brought up sleep habits, but when you meet someone, you're thinking about their diet, their stress levels, their goals, and you know, at the end of the day, it's really to make them a better person, to feel better, and like you said, to help them become pregnant. Anything when you meet a patient in the lifestyle front or on the exam will give you clues of how you want to treat them with acupuncture?
1: Absolutely. So we have you fill out a pretty lengthy form with lots of details about all aspects um, of your life, including, you know, how long are you sitting in front of a computer? You know, what are you eating? Um, um, what's your past health history? I mean, it looks like, you know, the intake forms with some tweaks for the Chinese medicine side of it um, that you take. We really want to know about you, your history and what you're doing now. Um, and then we the first initial appointment for a regular acupuncture appointment, it's about an hour and a half, including the treatment. So we spend a fair bit of time. We ask, we'd ask, we love you to turn in the um, forms to us ahead of time so we can review them ahead of time. But at a minimum, we go through them with you and ask you a bunch of questions, um, getting more information, more detail. Um, we also try to look at your doctor's notes um, ahead of time so we already know what's going on um, with your doctors here at RMA. Um, because everything we're going to do be doing um, is going to be um, addressing you on a couple fronts um, you constitutionally what you have going on every woman here at RMA is not experiencing the same issues either from the biomedical side that the doctors are working on or from the Chinese medicine side you don't all have the same diagnosis and uh, that brings me back to what we were talking about earlier you know Chinese medicine is a system of medicine. that I know it can seem very woo woo and um, it's it's really not. It's very systematized. When I was in um, China, um, and my Chinese is rudimentary medical Chinese, um, we were in the hospitals, and you know we knew what they were doing because we know we know how they assess people. We observe the tongue for signs and um, for certain um, markers and information. We take pulses for information. We diagnose them in a certain way. There's a system of diagnosing. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. So not all of you ladies have the same diagnosis. So we're, we're addressing-
0: Individualization.
1: Yeah, we're, we're addressing you constitutionally. We're addressing you where you are with the doctors. If you're on the oral contraceptive pill to quiet your system, we're not going to be using the acupuncture to stimulate your ovaries at that time. You know, that's not the treatment for that. We're going to be- doing other things. And then when you're on your stimulation medication, we're going to be stimulating your ovaries. So your your treatments will be different every single time.
0: Right. So when you're on birth control pills, we're calming you and calming your system. And when you're st- stimulating during an IVF cycle, we're trying to get those gonadotropins going. That must have been an incredible experience in the Chinese hospitals. Was that just amazing?
1: Yes. It was really interesting. A
0: great time of your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very hot, but very interesting. Yes. Because the, uh, we went to, uh, we were in a city um, south of Shanghai um, through the medical school there. And so there were all different kinds of hospitals. So there was, uh, we were in all different kinds. Um, so one of them was uh, as fancy and high end as probably a five star hotel. Unbelievable. Wow. All, all the most advanced, um, machineries, other ones were more like community clinics and there's no, you know, there's no HIPAA privacy laws in China. So you've got 12 patients sitting, sitting in a room, <laughs> doctors going from patient to patient to patient. Um, but, um, Let's see. I went off topic a little bit. No,
0: those doctors yeah. those doctors must be incredible because they're just assessing and trying to get people back to a, a good balance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. So often, thinking about rooms and like you said, HIPAA, often my patients say, you know, what does an acupuncture room look like? Is right. it comfortable? Is it a comfortable area to, to lie down on? Is there any music? Right. How would you explain the perfect acupuncture room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ours are pretty nice and perfect here. Um, I agree. RMA has done a beautiful job outfitting the rooms. So we have separate acupuncture rooms um, and they um, contain a massage table. um, So we can give you face up or face down treatments. There is a face cradle and we have, you know, clean linens for everybody and there's nice warm blankets. We keep it nice and warm in there. We have lights that we can dim after we're done doing our assessment. There's music um, and it's a nice quiet space for folks. Um,
0: yeah. You know, it's it's nice that those rooms are in all of our spaces, all of our offices. So our patients who want to come in and do acupuncture during stimulation at different times for stress relief, for all other ailments can do it there. Uh, and then at the time of embryo transfer we have two beautiful acupuncture rooms right next to our OR suite where acupuncture happens which is so convenient right and you don't have to drive you can do your acupuncture and like um you and your team walk them back to the embryo transfer room and and it's just really smooth um you know i wanted to make a comment you kind of quickly commented that remember these, the needles that are used are very, very thin, obviously, and they're disposable. So we have sterile technique and all safety. Um, when you put in a needle, for example, I know we're doing laser acupuncture at the time of um, embryo transfer, but needling, just tell us a touch about that. What does uh, that mean to our, <laughs> yeah, what does that mean to all of us what when you're doing actually? traditional acupuncture?
1: Right. Um, it's, it's better with visuals, but I can try to explain. So an acupuncture needle, um, first of all, is nothing like, I wish I had a different word for them. It's nothing like the needles you've been using for any of your
0: activities
1: here at RMA. They are as thin as um, a hair or a cat whisker. And I think something was done. I think you can put 40 of them into one of the needles you guys are using for blood draws. Right. They're, they're very, very tiny. They're solid, there's nothing in them, there's nothing on them, and they're so flexible, I can tie them in a knot. Um, And, you know, so when you come in, I'm happy to show you um, and and demonstrate, I can show needling on myself. There's a sterile handle where we continue to hold it. We have different sizes and different gauges, which are just the thickness of them. Um, So for instance, if we're doing a point on the top, common point, top top of the head, um, that's an extremely short needle. And it's because it's very shallowly inserted. If you were coming in for sciatic pain, and you had pain in your buttock, I have to get through your buttock. So that's a longer needle, you know, um, needles are often pra- portrayed in movies, and it always cracks me up. I don't even know where they get the needles. Thing. I
0: know. That's why I asked five you, I you
1: long. <laughs> I, I asked you because
0: I want you to demystify.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because they're completely unique.
1: Yes. Yes. They are. They are a unique thing. And it takes a while. You know, I was talking to someone about this just the other day, you know, it takes a little while. I've been doing this for so long. I forget what it was like to learn how to needle and um, you know, how we, uh, how we're trained in schools. You, you first start needling on a, a bar of soap and you know, to get the, the, the touch with your hand and, and touching someone and um, throughout this process, you know, you're an integral, we're a team, you're an integral part of this. So we're constantly asking you, is this, are you feeling okay? Is this feel okay? We let you know, we let you know where we're going to be needling and you give us feedback and we kind of describe how the sensations would be and what to let us know about. And, um, you know, I learn a ton from my patients and we work with you together. So, you know, for instance, Um, when people's hormones are a little higher, say right around PMS or their menstrual cycle, they can be more sensitive to the needles. Absolutely. So I like my patients to let me know, hey, I'm one of those people. I'm a little more sensitive. And so we either use a thinner needle, we use fewer needles. We avoid spots that are on that particular person, maybe more sensitive.
0: Um, You know, when I asked you that question, mm -hmm. I was thinking the exact same thing you were. What a beautiful art form that your hands do and use to place the needle gently with the right energy, Mm -hmm. the right depth, the right meridian, the right love and attention. Mm -hmm. That is definitely kind of like when we do our embryo transfers, that gentleness where we want to put the embryo. It takes years of experience. And that's why I dragged you on this podcast. (laughs) Because that's that's really the crux of it, is that ability to use your hands um in a healing way to do that it's not easy to 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 place those needles in where you want them to get your outcome so that's really neat
1: yeah we are we uh, we um are aiming to feel a certain sensation in our hand from from the needle um you know, so if anybody ever gets a treatment, and you're know, you know, they maybe the practitioner takes the needle out and and moves it or tries a little bit of a different spot. Um, they're looking for a. It's not that they don't know what they're doing. They're they're looking for a particular sensation. And there are you know, there's lots of ways to do acupuncture. So there are certain methods where we we do actually need the feedback from the client. And every once in a while, I will do some of those points in those styles where I'll say, okay, I you know, I'm going to palpate these three spots along your arm I need to know which one is the most tender for you I need to know when you feel the needle sensation um yeah right,
0: but you get feedback from them it must be at your level from all these years so
1: as so well precise as it comes through the hand
0: yeah, yeah. You, you feel it through your hand and in your mind right. How long does a session last? Let's 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 do it this way. Before right, for, right. For, so before and after transfer. What would you before say? Before
1: and after transfer. So um, a couple of things about the before and after transfer. Um, sometimes people say, "Oh, you know, I need my bladder full, and I'm not. That's going to be way too uncomfortable for me to do the acupuncture. So I want to really make sure that people understand where we manage your time we only need your bladder full 20 minutes before your scheduled time you come in for the acupuncture and the blood work about an hour and 15 minutes before so the way this looks is you come in you go get your blood drawn you know that's five or ten minutes depending on how how the MAs are um, back there. And then we the acupuncturist just comes and gets you from um, right outside the blood draw area. We bring you into the beautiful acupuncture rooms and we do the laser acupuncture. And for the initial appointment, you would rest in there. It's about 30, 35, 40 minutes. And then about 20 minutes before your scheduled transfer time, we gather you and anybody who will be joining you and take you back to the OR. So at that 20 minutes before your time is when we need your bladder full. So the typical instruction we'll give you um, when you're doing the acupuncture is different from the instructions you get from the nurse if you're not doing acupuncture. So we tell you, you know, have about eight ounces as you're driving in. Okay. Bring the other 24 with you. We put it right next to you on a little table in the acupuncture room. So, and you don't have needles in, it's laser. So you can turn over, you can drink the water. You know, and of course, you you know, you know, never need to have all 32 if you're a person that fills with 10. You, you just need to be full. Right. So, And sometimes people come in and they're already full after that eight ounces they drank on the way in, in which case we let you empty and then you just start drinking your water because you have enough time. When you're doing right. the laser, there's enough time to be full.
0: And so I really thank you for talking about uh, filling our patient's bladder so our patients know that we are getting their bladder optimized so we can have good visualization during their embryo transfer mm-hmm. so we can see our catheter go through the cervix and into the uterine cavity. And so the bladder really helps us a lot. Um,
1: so the, the, the second treatment that's after the, after the um, transfer, so the very first thing you do after your transfer is you go empty that bladder. As our lovely Tina used to say, let it flow. Let it flow. Yeah. Let Make it yourself
0: flow. more comfortable.
1: <laughs> and then at that point, um, the acupuncturist comes back to those recovery bays back there with our laser machine. Takes about 10, 15 minutes to go through the acupuncture points. And at that point, as much as people love RMA, they are ready to go home and relax. So they head out.
0: To ask you a question, the, for, before embryo transfer, that laser acupuncture session, mm-hmm. how do people feel after? Do they comment to you yes. after walking them back to the uh, transfer room? Do they feel relaxed, calm, in the mood? Do they feel, um, how do they feel? How would you explain it?
1: it? You know, the feedback I hear from my patients is, I'm so relaxed. I didn't expect to relax. I'm not a person who relaxes. I almost fell asleep. Um, I feel so good. I feel quiet. Sometimes they'll even say that before I'm done doing the, the, the treatment. You it's know, so I start at the top of the head. And by the time I get to the hands, they'll say, gosh, I'm already relaxed. I'm already it's so relaxed. Um, it's, okay. it's a nice way to go in. It really is. And a little quiet time for yourself.
0: I think that was a good point. You know, before you do your transfer, a little quiet time, kind of gather yourself, get right. get excited to have success, mm-hmm. and then work on the acupuncture uh, right. portion where we think maybe, you know, acupuncture increases and stimulates blood flow to the uterus and mm-hmm. increases flow to the endometrium, low relaxation, stimulates other endogenous hormones. Mm-hmm. There's There's all these great-
1: Right. The production of the ATP increases, it increases your cellular function.
0: Um, a- yeah, ATP yeah. is an energy source, and that's all we want is energy to grab that embryo.
1: And I want to make sure people also are very clear that the laser um, the laser is um, non-ionizing, okay? There, sometimes people noodle around on Google, and they come up okay. with all kinds of stuff. It is a non-ionizing laser. It does no tissue or cell damage.
0: Right, that it's very, very it safe.
1: Improve and increase cell function
0: right? You guys
1: wouldn't be letting us do it here. But you know, just to reassure people. And you know, even with all this said, even listening to this whole podcast, you know, sometimes people they're just nervous about it, or it's something they don't want to, they don't want to worry about on transfer day. The laser lives here in Norwalk, Amy and I are here seven days a week. So if you wanted to come in and say, Hey, I want to try a laser treatment before my day of transfer, because I want to know exactly what I'm getting into. We're happy to do that for you. Come on in, have a treatment, meet us, see the whole thing. You'll walk through the whole thing. It'll be information is really sometimes is the best way to decrease stress is to to have more information. So feel free to come on in.
0: Yeah. So so like you and I both say early and often. So you could do a dry run Mm -hmm. of the laser to, to see how you feel. And then on the day, you're really ready to soak it in.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: That's awesome.
1: Absolutely. Um, One other thing I wanted to let people know, because you mentioned earlier on, um, and thank you for that, is that that we do have acupuncture in all the offices, except Harrison. Um, We do have acupuncturists in all the offices. Um, We are a team. So just like the doctors here at RMA are a team, and sometimes you might be in the Stanford, but then on the weekends you're here in Norwalk for your monitoring and you see different doctors you can see any of us. Um, we, we talk to each other all the time. We share your files. Um, your, your care would be seamless. And for a lot of people, maybe they live in Norwalk, but they work in Stanford. So just depending on where they are at a given time is, you know, when they come in and who they see for their acupuncture.
0: You know, Elaine, I think that's a good point. Our acupuncture team is so unique. It's amazing to have such a great group, um, in, involved with us. I think that's so unique, even on a national level.
1: Mm. It's great. Uh, You know, we're extremely grateful that you've opened your doors to us. It's very progressive. And uh, great.
0: And, you know, they're under the integrative fertility wellness team where we have our acupuncturists, our nutritionists, our yoga, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: our reproductive social workers, our great nutrition. We have so much Mm -hmm. going on.
1: And we talk amongst ourselves as well. So sometimes, you know, we'll refer you to nutrition or nutrition will refer a patient to us. Um, and you know, we talk amongst ourselves and, and, um, so you're not, you know, you're not reinventing the wheel every time we, we do, (laughs) we do discuss.
0: Right. So it's interesting if you had an intake with a patient and you felt there was, let's say a dietary issue where they could tune something up, Mm -hmm. you would talk to your. Uh, our nutritionist, uh, let's say for example Jill, and communicate and maybe come Absolutely. up with a plan and have them see that nice person.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're yeah.
0: lucky. It's 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 a it's a great team to help our patients. And at the end of the day, the goal is is let's have a great experience and let's get pregnant.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of which, you know, continuity of care. Um, so we can see you just because you graduate from RMA at. 10 weeks, nine weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 11 weeks, whenever they send you off to your OBGYN, you can still see us. Um, And in fact, I think I just had, I think I just had 11 people who saw me all through their pregnancy deliver. Um,
0: That's kind of neat.
1: Yeah, it was really neat. It was very, really lovely.
0: Uh, And I also see all of you seeing patients who are not necessarily trying to get pregnant
1: mm-hmm. but
0: who need acupuncture for other ailments and issues. Absolutely. And so we can't we can't forget that either.
1: Right that you don't need to be an RMA patient at all. Right.
0: And you, and you see patients for so many things
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is really cool. Remember, listen, you're a doctor of Chinese medicine. <laughs> you're there to help help our patients with so many things. Well, let's wrap it up. It's been amazing to have you on. You know, I want to tell our patients that the center where you're going through IVF, see if they have acupuncture and services to help you. Our patients here at RMA of will be offered acupuncture by our physicians, nurses, navigators, or if we make a mistake and we don't bring it up to you, bring it up to us. Mm-hmm. We're so open to it. So, Elaine, I want to thank you for, you know, giving us the time today. I know you're here taking care of your patients um, and and talking about the benefits of acupuncture. Um, As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Dr. Spencer Richland, Facebook and Pinterest. You can email me at fertilitynow1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Elaine. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. Hope to see you again soon.
0: Hope to see you soon. And I hope all of you had a great time listening to this awesome podcast on acupuncture.